Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, are you <laughs> excited? It, it, it's it's weird, okay? The 49ers' last undefeated team in the NFL, that happened, compliments. The New England Patriots getting destroyed, eh, not destroyed, but beat pretty badly, handedly, by the Baltimore Ravens. And here's the thing. I keep telling myself in the back of you know my head, having these conversations with myself as a Niners fan, it doesn't matter what New England does. They're not in our conference. Their bearing has zero to do with the 49ers. However, at the exact same time, I keep feeling uh, more than just relief. Um, I feel uh, pride, I guess. You know, I, Not that we have done anything as fans, 49ers fans, but this is special. Uh, the fact that you are the last undefeated team in the entire NFL, 8-0. You've made it halfway through the season Perfect as far as record is concerned. It's beyond valuable. So, gotta say, you know, we get the Thursday early game off of our backs and we win a close one. And here's what makes that game against Arizona even more special. You know, the um, the Dallas Cowboys are about to play uh, against the New York Giants, whatever. The NFL, as far as right now, um, in week nine, every single home team, even the London home team, won every single game. Except... The Arizona Cardinals. Um, so it's 12-1 through week nine if you take away the teams with the bye weeks and you take away the Cowboys-Giants game. It's currently 12-1, uh, home teams versus road teams. The 49ers are the only team in the entire NFL to come away with a road victory, and it just goes to show you how important those types of games are. The 49ers under the uh, Kyle Shanahan era last year, 0-8 on the road. 0-8. 
And, and so you take the little bitty things, and you have to be consistently good uh, to come away with victories on the road. It's what it is. And if you look at where the 49ers have been so far this year, we have won five road games. We've only played three games at home. Uh, we won at Tampa, at Cincinnati, at Los Angeles, at Washington, at Seattle. And guess what? We now have a three-game home stretch. Now, is it an easy three-game home stretch? Hell no, it's not. Uh, you know, Monday night football, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Then we have Cardinals coming back. You know, we play them twice within three weeks. Then we have the Packers, who uh, look a little bit more pedestrian this week. So it, it's definitely not an easy slate, but the fact that we have three home games in a row in the middle of the season is key, especially off this mini-bye week. You know, we've got 11, game, 11 days between the Arizona game to Seattle Monday Night Football. So uh, lots of stuff to be excited about. And again, you know, there's a lot of metrics that are out now. You know, according to win-loss percentages and all those types of things, if you look at the first half of the season, the 49ers had the 28th easiest schedule, or I guess 28th hardest would be the logical way to put it. So, uh, you know, we definitely had an easier uh, first half of the schedule, second half of the schedule, the eight games that we have left, we have the 10th most difficult. So uh, it's not like it's going from the easiest to the hardest, but it is going from easy to harder. But we knew that all along. You know, whenever you have teams like Green Bay, Seattle twice, at Baltimore, at the Saints, Definitely a lot of very quality, tough matchups, but that doesn't mean um, the 49ers haven't been quote unquote tested as, you know, the national media or whatever wants to say. That's definitely not true. Uh, that's not what's going on on all. It, what is going on is this team is good, and the team has beat pretty handedly almost every single team we played. We'd have two tough games that came down to the wire. There was the Pittsburgh Steelers game whenever we threw away five turnovers and then there was this week against the Arizona Cardinals um and again no turnovers in that game just the defense kind of struggled <laughs> down the stretch which is going to happen and it's funny because we, we could talk about the defense struggling and all those things well guess what the NFL ranks have been updated since the New England Patriots gave up all those points and all those yards Guess what? The 49ers defense is now first overall in the entire NFL in yards allowed. We're second in points allowed, which, you know, that's probably the key metric in the NFL is points allowed and points scored. Uh, we are second and third in those respective, respectively. We scored the third most. We've allowed the second least. Uh, so we are number one in the NFL whenever it comes to yards allowed on a defense. Number one for fewest first downs. Um, passing attempts and passing yards. And so, like, you keep looking at these metrics and why the 49ers are undefeated, 8-0, through this stretch, and it comes down to defense. Uh, the offense is wonderful. The, don't want to take anything away from them, but this is a defensive football team, and it's a running football team. Um, running teams and great defense translates to road wins. It's one of the oldest kind of uh, what axioms of the NFL. If you can run the ball, that translates to road victories because you can do it in a hostile environment. You can do it in whatever weather conditions come your way. Look at Washington and the Mud Bowl or whatever you want to call it. And then defense, that's going to keep you in all games. So the formula that Kyle Shanahan 
and John Lynch have put together has been wonderful. <laughs> now, I should back up. Here's what I was going to start the podcast with. Uh, today is going to be our kind of complete breakdown of the previous win, the Cardinals. It took a couple days off. Uh, we were at, I think, eight days in a row on the podcast. And the mini bye week, I was able to spend some time with the family, had some football games to go with with the kiddos and things like that. But uh, what this week is going to look like today is going to be the full recap. It's going to be pretty intense of the game. And then our next episode is going to be a report card episode where we break down halfway through the year. We kind of step back and take a picture at the big scope of things, see where things are. Then we're going to jump into our Seattle um you know, game breakdown and scouting report. And again, a couple just quick announcements for those of you that joined us for the live broadcast on Hot Mike. We are doing it again, uh, hoping to make this a every week thing, every game, where basically the thing is this. And we had, I think it was over 800 plus viewers in our very first debut. And the app is not even out yet. They haven't even launched. Uh, they just did a soft launch with a few different people. And here's the deal. If you have an iPhone, okay, download Hot Mic. It's the app. Use promo code or the invite code RUSHESF, and you're going to pair up your cell phone with the TV when the Niners game comes on so you don't have to listen to Burger McFarlane. Instead, you're going to listen to me broadcast play-by-play and commentary throughout the entire game. Commercial breaks, all that stuff, you're going to hear me. You're not going to hear that garbage. Uh, it's an absolute blast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so, And now if you do not have an iPhone, that's okay. You can just watch that on my Twitter feed, okay? So if you have the Periscope app, that's one way. Or just go to my profile on my Twitter feed, at JL underscore Chapman. And once we go live, we go live five minutes before kickoff. You can just watch on there, and you can pair your phone to your audio device or put your headphones in. If your wife's making you watch something or do something you don't want to do, we got you. So (laughs) a lot of fun stuff coming your way. Now let's get into just a couple questions um, as they come through. And again, just at me on there, and we can make sure we add you um are you now worried about running quarterbacks against this defense always have been worried about running quarterbacks against this defense that's key um we saw kyler murray who's probably one of the fastest quarterbacks and we're going to see another one in lamar jackson we have two more games against russell wilson so yeah we've got four games against very very fast very mobile quarterbacks and we're going to see what we are because odds are we're also going to see one of these quarterbacks in the in the postseason, whether that's you know the divisional round, which I don't think we're going to be playing in the wild card. I fully do expect a first-round bye with the way we are playing. And if we win this game, we're going to have a three-game stranglehold on the NFC West. If we win this game against Seattle, um, goodness, um, yeah, I think you locked the door on NFC West. Now you're fighting for that first-round bye, which we got a lot of help there too, um, you know, with um, – one, you had the Minnesota Vikings losing, that helps, and then you also had the Packers losing, which helps. If we get the Saints to lose, then we'd have a two-game buffer there. But um, as long as we get that first or second um, seed, you get the bye, which is huge. Now, am I worried about it? Yes. The thing that I'm most worried about, Chris, great question, is late in the game versus the Cardinals. It seems like the new game plan defensively was don't all-out rush, Rather, try to contain the quarterback in the pocket. It seemed like that was our priority, and I don't think that should be our defense at all. Um, I think with the athletic linebackers we have, we can spy. I think with the safeties we have, we can spy with one of those. I I think there's a lot of things. But to take away our own pass rush just by a coaching thing, which we did against Arizona late, 
the, you're taking away the strength of this team. Okay, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, it's not the run game, it's not any of those things. It's the defensive line. And whenever you take away your strength, I was it was it was terrible. Oh, it's terrible, terrible. Um, I was very upset. So hopefully we don't do that. We got to let our guys go hunt. That's why you draft and you spend all that money and draft capital and you go attack this position. And then as a coaching staff, you say, oh, just contain them. You're missing the point. So um, the Texans were technically the road team in London. Yeah, um, that one, yeah, that's fine. You want to throw that one in there? That's cool. No problem. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so that'd be 11-2 and two then. Um, think we'll have our squad full strength for Seattle. Probably not full strength. We probably have one more week until we get all of the big four back. Okay, so just quick injury updates here. Joe Staley, fully expect him to start at left tackle. I assume, again, this is my assumption, Justin School is the backup. So Brunskill has played wonderful. But what will happen is, in my opinion, okay, we're going to move School to right tackle. Brunskill then will be the backup. Okay, that's what I think will happen this week. Not sure. These are probably 70% likely we get these guys back, 75%. Um, you've got... Uh, McGlinchey, which would be amazing if we got him back. Kyle Juszczyk and Akello Witherspoon. I think Akello is probably the most likely to come back. And McGlinchey and Juice, they're probably next likely. So, man, if we could get all four of those guys back, that would be gigantic. It would be wonderful. Um, Gehrig, man, from Italy. This is awesome. Uh, since the 80s. One of the coolest things, and if you guys are listening, please throw this up on there. Where are you from? Um, the international faithful community has come out in full force, and I absolutely love it. I love hearing the stories of what made you a faithful and what it's like watching games in Italy because you have to be up. Man, that's probably got to be 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, just to watch a game. So uh, love it, man. Appreciate the response there. Uh, next question, Chris, do you think teams now are going to pass on us more with Alexander out? You're exactly correct. The biggest strength that Quan Alexander brought to this team was covering in the passing game. His coverage skills, second to none as far as linebackers go. Now, if we look at the people that are going to be stepping in for Quan Alexander, guess what? Very, very athletic linebackers. Um, good size, good range. We have drafted with a purpose there. Now, are they Quan Alexander? Hell no, they're not. Nobody is Quan Alexander in that sense. So it does take a step down. But um, the interesting player is going to be Fred Warner, who has struggled versus the pass quite a bit. Uh, early on, he's improved steadily. The first three weeks, he was very, very bad. Uh, one of the worst in the NFL. But he has gotten better. And if we go back to Fred Warner's film at BYU, he's shown us he can cover. He's shown us he's a great zone uh, it takes up a lot of space. He, we just haven't seen that too much as a pro. So hopefully we can change that and he can kind of step up and change that. So uh, excited about that. But I don't think much is going to change um, from just a schematic standpoint. We're still going to run the wide nine, four, two, five, or the nickel defense as it's called a lot of times. That's kind of what we're going to do. Um, let's see here. I think this next question helps too. What adjustments do you think the Niners D should make after the Cardinals game? Uh, they got us with a lot of quick pa quick passes, screens, which I'm assuming the Seahawks are probably going to do. And here's the thing, and I believe this with our defense. If we get a negative play against the offense, the drive's going to end. That's how good our defense is. So you have to say this. This is the mental philosophy of the coaching staff and the players. You have to execute a 13-plus play drive 
and you've got a nickel and nickel and nickel and nickel us, not even nickel and dime, but you've got to throw a screen, 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 uh, out route, stop route, all this stuff, and you've just got to sustain a 13 to 15 play drive. Now, can you do that once or twice a game? Yes, you probably can. But as soon as we get you with a sack, a penalty, or a forced fumble or interception, you're behind us now. And you're going to have to execute flawlessly, continually, to keep up with us. Because we're going to score our points, our offense is going to get theirs. So, uh, and we've seen this a lot of times on the first drive. We keep everything in front of us, and if you want to run the ball 12 to 13 times in a row, you might get um, one of those touchdowns. That's fine. But can you do that to get 28 points against us? I don't think many teams in the NFL. If there's probably one team that can, it's freaking Russell Wilson. Um, you know, you, I can't stand the little man, but uh, you got to give him props. He's got to be one of the top two for MVP. You know, if I, if I was just looking, my top four for MVP in no particular order, but I think these are the four. You've got Deshaun Watson and you've got Russell Wilson, which is a quarterback freaking award I wish it wasn't then Christian McCaffrey and then you've got to put George Kittle in there Uh, he's got to be included in that mix those four are head and shoulders the most valuable players on their team uh, the most valuable players uh, across their positions and then winning football teams you you look at those four things George Kittle is irreplaceable Uh, you know he went out in the fourth quarter he battled through a lot but Kittle needs to be mentioned in that again uh, pro football focus highest ranked player still across all four mats and is just so great um he is absolutely great so um did you check out lamar jackson yeah that dude is he's he's special lamar jackson he's really really special that's all i got to say um that was a lot of fun watching that and i've said you know if there's going to be a team that's going to beat new england it's the the nfl is a matchup league guys um and girls for those listen here here's what i mean by that is If you look at New England, here's what they're going to do. They're going to try to take away your number one option, and they win with great secondary play, okay? Great secondary play and consistent offense. So if you're going to beat that, guess what you have to do? You have to run the football. You have to run the football and force a few interceptions or turnovers or something like that. And they got both. You know, Edelman fumbled. They got the interception with Earl Thomas late. And they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. If you try to throw the ball against New England, you're idiotic. Just like if you try to do a slow-developing passing game against the 49ers, you're going to be destroyed. So it's a matchup thing. And again... Just to stay with that, the Cleveland Browns, who are one of the worst teams in football, uh, poorly coached teams by far, awful offensive line, they were able to destroy the Baltimore Ravens. Now, why could they do that? Because it's a matchup league. Just because uh, the Browns manhandled, I mean, they beat by like 20-something points, the Ravens. That doesn't mean the Browns can do the same thing against um, New England because the teams are built differently and it's a matchup league. And so once you figure out how these teams can exploit each other's weaknesses with good coaching or bad coaching, great things can happen or bad things can happen. Uh, luckily for the 49ers, we have one of the most schematic coaches in the NFL that can move things and manipulate things into his own benefit and for his team's benefit. So um, you, you take that for what you want. I know I got a little off off task there, but um, anyway. Um, Brunskill's playing a lot better than school, don't you think? Brunskill is holding that right side down. He is, and I love Brunskill in the run game. He's great in the run game. But the passing prowess, which is number one, Justin School is better in the passing game. 
game. Um, they're both very, very good. But again, if you look at the capital that was spent on this player, may, may, I'm not trying to say anything negative against Brunskill. He's awesome. Um, he, he is wonderful. If we would have spent a third-round pick on Daniel Brunskill and he played this way, I would be very, very happy with that. So I'm not trying to take anything away from him. That's not what this is. The 49ers coaching staff in front office see Justin School as the heir apparent to Joe Staley. Um, they took him as a flyer with the hopes that it would pan out. Well, guess what? It panned out. You know, I, I did a redraft uh, for a 2019 draft redraft. So uh, just assuming everything we know from production standpoint, um, where everybody would go. And I had Justin School being the second tackle taken in the first round. Uh, that's kind of where I see him playing. Uh, the The mistakes that School has made has have been on an island. And a lot of that has to do with once uh, McGlinchey went down, we shifted a lot of our help to the Brunskill side, the right side. And we put Justin School on an island a lot more. Whenever, you know, if you go back right after Joe Staley went down, we left, we were helping out uh, Justin School. And then when McGlinchey went down, we had to shift over. There's a reason why Justin School went in first before Brunskill. Um, and I think that's going to stay key. I, I really, really do. Um, that that's just my perspective on things, but that's how I see it. All right, let's jump over real quick. Let's talk top five and bottom five plays um, against the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to do offense and defense. This is going to be a relatively quick. We're not going to jump in as in-depth as always because, uh, one, it's been several days. We took a couple days off. Uh, the game was on Thursday. We're at Monday recording this, but let's go ahead and jump into this, all right? Uh, top five players, no surprise at the top. George Kittle, 91.1, number one rated pr uh, player across the entire NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo, number two, his best game as a pro, 300-plus uh, yards, four touchdowns, just third down machine, um, special, special. Lakin Thomason, number three. What's up, Lakin? He had a great game. Um, also, you know, another reason why I kept putting this episode off, the NFL didn't release the coaching film to until after lunch today, so I haven't even got a chance to go through the coaching film. Usually, when they play on Sunday, the film comes out on Tuesday, but um, I was hoping with the 49ers playing Thursday, we would get it Saturday or Sunday, but we didn't. It came out Monday during the day, so uh, for the, my Patreon members, just understand those video breakdowns are coming. Really, really excited. I'll have an offense and defensive one. Each one will be about 40 minutes to an hour. Uh, lately, they've all been an hour and 10 minutes plus just because I talk so damn much. But uh, those are coming your way tomorrow. So um, if you are my Patreon member, just want to say thank you for all your support. All of that goes back to the podcast. Um, we are working to get that. If you want to become a Patreon member and watch all those things, head over to NinersRush.com. Click on the Patreon symbol on the right. Uh, it's $8 a month, basically 2 bucks a week. It's a dollar a video, and we're all year round. Uh, it's, it's a great way to support the podcast and help get more content out there for you guys. Uh, staying with this, Emmanuel Sanders, Mr. Third Down Machine. The guy is just incredible in such a short amount of time. Really excited to see what he is going to do against the Seahawks because he was made to destroy that type of defense. He was fourth with a 77.7. And Mike Person, what's up, man? Our guards getting some great play. Now let's go to the other side. Yikes. Um, the negative plays. Uh, Levine Toilolo only got 19 steps, but he ended with a 39 grade. Western Richburg, our center, which is interesting because both guards beside him played great. Uh, Western Richburg in the middle, not so much. He did get a penalty, which hurt, but a 30 grade pass blocking. That was kind of the key thing. He was getting pressure up front, and he was not being able to anchor that at all. Um, 
Roz Dwelly, he ended as the third lowest player, but here's the deal. And this is this is another thing with Pro Football Focus, okay? I can say he's the third worst or lowest rated player. Everybody rated positively. <laughs> Everybody did. So, you know, in the passing game, Roz Dwelly had a 74.8 grade in um, pass blocking. And then in the run block, 58.2. So overall, he finished with a 54 because there's some other metrics that goes in there. Special teams. But he played 49 snaps, a key first down to ice the game. He played wonderfully well, and that's the thing. Uh, these grades are not bad. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Richie James, that kind of rounds it out, but all decent grades. These are not bad grades at all. It's just, man, somebody has to be towards the bottom of the grades just by definition, and those are the players. Um, now, another thing that I want to take a break for as we jump into talking about the spread and what's coming up, and that's our sponsors, my bookie. Um, you know, between football season, NBA, uh, start of college basketball season, whatever it is, it's time to get off the sideline and get into the action with my bookie. All you got to do is head to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. What they're going to do, uh, they're going to match 50% of your deposit for free. So if you put 100 bucks in, they're going to match it for $50. So they're going to jump that up, and it's so easy. Head to mybookie.ag today. Use promo code 49ers, and they're going to match that. You play, you win, you get paid simple. And guess what, guys? Here is the spread. <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about, man, when is the national media going to respect the 49ers and what they put out there? Well, guess what? 49ers are minus six at home versus the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. We're getting the respect we deserve. Um, this is a rather large spread for sure. Uh, minus six. So again, you know, I've said this several times, but I want to stay, stay with this. The home team is minus three. So whatever, however good you are, let's say it's two, the exact same team. The 49ers playing at the 49ers. The, whoever the home team is gets three points whenever they're traveling. Now, once you look into London or neutral site games, that goes out the window. But because this game is being played in Santa Clara, 49ers are minus three. So what Vegas and the money is telling us is we are going to be three-point um, – past three points on top of that. So we're three points better than the Seahawks is the way the world is looking at this. The over-under is at 46. This is huge. <laughs> That's a big game. That is a big, big game. That's a, you know, 23 to 23, a 24 to 21. They're expecting points. The over-under has been around 41, 40, and 42 the previous three matches. This is expect this. They're expecting points. This is going to be a fun game. Monday Night Football, primetime, Jimmy Garoppolo, division thing because here's the deal Seattle wins they're behind us by one game we win that's a three-game lead um, so this is going to be huge we're going to spend a whole entire episode probably more than that just breaking down this game but if you want in on this action um, personally right now I'm wanting to take the money line for the 49ers which is minus 270 so what that means is I'm just betting that the 49ers win. I'm not betting spread, but because I'm just betting the 49ers win straight up, um, that pays less odds. Okay, so just kind of, I think that made sense, but that's called the money line. I don't want to play the spread. Six points is a lot. I do think the 49ers are going to win. I don't want to get into my uh, predictions just yet, but uh, we've got more coming your way on that throughout this week. Uh, people are getting mad at me. I didn't talk about Sanders. I understand. He is special. 
Um, whenever you pair a good receiver with good hands and great route running with an accurate anticipation thrower quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, it's special. And for everybody that's been talking so much about our wide receiver core not being great, Whenever you plug somebody like Emmanuel Sanders, who, you know, I, I love Emmanuel Sanders. I, I've solved <laughs> – this is going to age me a little bit. I saw him play uh, way back in college his freshman year <laughs> and sophomore year at SMU whenever I used to live in Dallas. Like, I have followed this guy for a very, very long time. But he's not a top 10 wide receiver. He's not a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. But what he does is exactly what Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo need. Um, and it's it's instant chemistry, as you said, because anticipation throwers want to know where you're going to be. You look at somebody like Dante Pettis. I'm not trying to throw shade on Dante Pettis, but a lot of the passes to Dante Pettis, there's frustration with the quarterback. Something happens when you throw the ball and you know your guy is going to go get it. And so Emmanuel Sanders and what he is able to do it was wonderful. You know, if if we break down just a little bit further. Um, just the receiving grades and kind of all the different things that happen. So, um, you know, he gets nine targets, catches seven for 112 and a touchdown. That's kind of the simplistic side of it. He averaged 16 yards per reception. These are not short routes. <laughs> he is going and getting the ball. Um, he averaged 40 yards after the catch, or not average, he did have 40 yards after the catch, 5.7 per reception yards after the catch. So uh, he was getting an additional six yards every time he had a catch. His long was 32 on the perfect out route. Six first downs. That doesn't make any sense. Six first downs, okay? Seven catches, six first downs, and a touchdown, meaning every single time he touched the ball, we either got a first down or a touchdown. You can't make that up. You can't make that up. Um, it, it, That's special. Uh, Fidel, great question right here. Do you think Goodwin will play on Monday? <sighs> right now it's probably not looking like it unless there's an injury to another position. Um, and, you know, if we're go- if we're getting guys back, okay, we're bringing Joe Staley back, does that mean uh, Sam Young's probably going to be pushed out, right? If we bring um, Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey, then you're talking about Sam Young's going to be pushed out, possibly cut, and then – uh, Brunskill, I don't think you cut Brunskill. I don't think you do. I think we hold on to him no matter what long term, even if he's inactive every week. Um, even if you like him over school, you're not going to cut school either if you feel like Brunskill is going to keep his job. You don't do that. So uh, there's got to be – somebody's got to be moved out. Uh, Kella Witherspoon comes back. Okay, well, who's going to be pushed out there? Marcel Harris, perhaps. Um, there's a couple different ways you can go with that, but it's interesting to say the least. So uh, we'll see once practice reports and some stuff comes out, but it, I'm not putting it past them to just make him an inactive, healthy scratch week in and week out unless we get an injury. Um, I'd hate to see that just because he does offer with that speed something uh, that we could definitely use. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a great problem to have as a 49ers fan, the fact that somebody that good could just be out. Um, so take that for what you want. All right, here we go. Uh, top five, here you go. DJ Jones, 
DJ Jones finished with an 85 grade. He only played 27 snaps, but that's about where he should be. DeForest Buckner was number two with a 77.1 grade. Nick Bosa, 74.5. He got 41 snaps, quite a bit. Uh, Richard Sherman, 72.1. And DJ Reed, who only played four snaps, but he's up there uh, in that five spot. Eric Armstead and D Ford tied right behind that. So those are the top five defensive players uh, for the 49ers. And again, you know, we didn't get to the quarterback that much. D Ford got a sack. Uh, DeForest Buckner got a sack. And Drake Greenlaw got a sack off the blitz. So we got three sacks. But, man, I was, I, if I could have bet six-plus sacks, I would have. I really did think that we were going to tee up on the quarterback. But the defensive game plan was not that. Uh, again, going back to late in the game when we knew they were passing the ball, what did we do? Uh, we just tried to contain the quarterback. We didn't turn our guys loose, which uh, really, really bothered me. <laughs> really, really bothered me. Now, um, worst ranked players on the defensive side. Now, these grades are bad. It's funny because the fifth rated worst rated player on the offense was like a 58. Um, over here, not so much. <laughs> Aziz only played four snaps late in the game. He got 28 points. Uh, he got a 28 grade, so that was kind of bad. Tart, who I, if you were listening to broadca- broadcast whenever we were live on Hot Mike, I was going bananas because Tart gave up two touchdowns plus and it just awful, awful game. 29.4, one of the lowest grades I've ever seen on a starting player ever. Uh, and the fact that he played every single snap, all 56, that tells you how consistently bad he was. Jaquiski Tart blew several outside contains. Uh, he blew coverage grades. He blew, uh, he uh, couldn't tackle for it. Like he was, he had the worst game he has ever had as a pro. Um, it's just what it is. He, he was so bad, so bad. Um, Solomon Thomas, 30.5. Again, the roller coaster continues. He only got 19 snaps. Sheldon Day, 37.7. Don't know why he is still getting playing time. I love the guy and I love his attitude and energy, but, um, I think this is his fourth or fifth game in a row with just a horrible grade. Um, if you want to use them for backup snaps, that's one thing, but, I think that we have the depth at D-line that we don't have to keep putting these guys in there. I do want to see Solomon Thomas still get those snaps. Sheldon Day, not so much. I, I, I really, I think it's Julian Taylor time. I, I personally, I would be very, very happy if Sheldon Day was a healthy scratch and Julian Taylor was activated. I think it is time we have seen enough. Um, Fred Warner, who had a good game um, in coverage, right? This was, who are you? It's Halloween. <laughs> Fred Warner was the opposite. Usually he's been pretty good in the run game outside of a few missed tackles and struggling in coverage. He had a good coverage grade, 68.1. The problem was uh, a lot of those runs up the middle in the first half were accredited to him. He finishes at 37.7. I'm not too worried. I'm oh, sorry, 43.8 for Fred Warner. Um, not too worried about him long term, but this was definitely one of his worst games. Uh, Kenyon Drake kind of went right at him several times in a row, and he won. Jimmy Ward, bad safety play on both sides, 43.9. So uh, that's going to wrap up our pro football focus talk. But uh, understand this. Um, We lost this game. We've been saying for a long time that there's two, maybe three major weaknesses for the 49ers. Wide receiver play, uh, guard play, and safety play. Now, here's the deal. Guard play, two of our top three players were, two of our top four players were guards. Uh, Wide receiver Manuel Sanders played great. Like, we're getting positive there. Safeties, 
Holy cow. And we finally played a team with strong quarterback play, and it cost us. What is going to happen now? Again, we get to play this team in two weeks, so we're going to see how they respond. But Jaquiski Tart, Jaquaski Tart, sorry. I know I mispronounced names. That's kind of my thing. Uh, but Tart, as a teacher, I can't help it. So we go through training to learn how to mispronounce names. I can't help it. So as a joke, uh, Tart's got to change something. He's got to change something. If he plays this bad again against a quality team, uh, they're just going to torch us. And I can tell you right now, Seattle, if I'm a Seattle coach or player and I'm watching the Arizona game, I am just saying, holy cow, we are running outside toss, outside stretch, outside zone to this guy anytime he's in the box because he cannot contain. Uh, he's not disciplined. Very, very talented, um, but again, not disciplined. Now, um, John, uh, we should be able to put 30-plus points on the C, uh, C toots. I like that. Uh, I agree with you, Alan, 100%. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit right now. The game against the Seattle Seahawks comes down to one thing and one thing only, and it's Russell Wilson. Is our defense going to play our defense and make him annoyed and make him look human? We win this game. Not worried about our offense at all. We are going to score points. Now, they have the best middle linebacker in the NFL, and I do think he is the best. I would put him over Keekly. Um, he had one missed tackle all of last year, which is just doesn't make sense. Um, he is great. Wagner's amazing. But I don't care about their defense because it's not that talented. They do have Jadavian Clowney. Um, outside of that, there's really not that much. They got a couple decent corners but and some D linemen, but it's not a special defense. We can score points on them. Uh, I do expect us to get over 21 points guaranteed. But the question comes down to, are we – let me say it this way. If the San Francisco-Arizona game was the exact same thing against Russell Wilson – and they have that chance at the end, the 49ers lose that game, especially if we play that way. The strength of this team is our defensive line. We drafted all those damn first rounds. We got five. <laughs> we have five first-round defensive linemen. If you don't let them go after Russell Wilson, then no, we're, we're, we're going to – we're going to lose that game. I, I do believe that. This is the the one key thing. Can you frustrate Russell Wilson? Can you get sacks? Can you get quarterback hits? Can you end drives that way? Because once it comes down to the end, as we keep seeing over and over and over again, the defense for the Seattle Seahawks, they let everybody be involved in the game because they're just not a good defense. And Seattle doesn't even care. They're just saying, so what? As long as we get the ball last, we win the game because of the quarterback. And so if we can negate that type of quarterback play, that's when special things happen. And I don't think we're too far from that. I really, really don't. Um, so this is going to be fun. Uh, all eyes on us. Everybody wants respect from the national media. What do you got to do? You got to go take it. Last remaining remaining unbeaten in the NFL. And you're going to hear that phrase time and time and time and time again from all the pundits now. So, you know, I saw Fred Sr. had a great quote on here that said, you know, we're no longer the hunters. We are the hunted. Targets on our back. We're getting everybody's best game from here on out. So all those, you know, blowing teams out 30 to 3 or 13 or whatever. That stuff doesn't happen anymore because we're circled. Everybody circles us on their thing. Boom, 49ers. We got a big one this week. You don't have to, if you're a coach, you don't have to try to get your players hype anymore against the 49ers because everybody sees it and they say, 
man, that's the best team. They have the best record. We better play our A game. That happens psychologically. Players might not say it, but they don't have to say it because it, it speaks for itself. And so Seattle, again, they're being told, oh, this is Rams division, Rams division, Rams division. Now, 49ers division, 49ers division, 49 They don't like that, and they've got to fight against it. They've won a Super Bowl. They have a lot of different uh, – they've won a Super Bowl, mind you, just one from start to finish ever. Just one. Just one. Just want to report that. Just one. <laughs> um, not like all the ones we have up there, uh, the 49ers. But And that's key. They don't like being where they are. So if they don't like that, guess what? You go on the road. And you put the 49ers in their place. That's their mindset. We're going to get the best game that the Seattle Seahawks have to give. And they are a very, very good football team. But the 49ers are as well. And I, I fully expect the 49ers to handle business. But it's going to be a fun game. I, <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to be a six-point game. But it would be awesome if it was that or more on our side. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff. Again, just want to say thanks for all the support, guys. And again, if you're my Patreon member, that video breakdown is coming tomorrow. Uh, the first of two will be there tomorrow. We'll have another episode very, very soon just with a report card. Uh, fit, still finishing up my report uh, on just how everything – I'm a teacher. It's kind of what I do. Uh, <laughs> it's the end of the second semester, guys. We'll see how you did at midterms. That's where we're going to be. Um, so we got that coming, then our scouting report, and then Monday Night Football. And, again, if you have not downloaded Hot Mic yet and you want to listen to the broadcast, uh, just download the Hot Mic app on uh, your iPhone – Promo code Rush ESF, no spaces, R U S H E S F. And if not, if you do have an Android, that's okay. You can watch on my Twitter feed and turn it up from there, but it's just got a little bit more delay. Not a big deal, uh, but the app is definitely uh, much more. Uh, the other Android stuff's coming. We are still working on all that stuff, but uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Hope all is well. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.